Katie. How are you? I'm good because today today's the day. I know. Today Woo-hoo! is the fucking day. <laughs> um obviously we're pre-recording this, so if like the world is burning on Wednesday. <laughs> I know what if we're like, today is the day. And it's just, there. people are listening to this, but there's like sirens outside. Yeah, Everything's on it's fire. It's like um, fully Handmaid's Tale, which is like. Oh, God. <laughs> you know the what? Number of times we're going to I... think positive. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to manifest I don't know. Manifest Truly, I have like looked to Joe so many times in the past, I don't know four years but more more specifically in the past month and I've been like I just wish that you have had seen Handmaid's Tale because I just really need to t- tell you how similar some of these things are um but he has he has not watched it so well fingers crossed for a smooth transition mm-hmm. maybe I know a lot of people like hope to see Trump like being like hoisted out of the White House by his pants, like by the Secret Service. So I'm interested to see like what happens with that, with him actually like vacating the premises, you know? Yeah, I, I, my hunch is that it's just going to be pretty normal. But who knows? No one does. You can, I you also, can't if assume. you had told me that. You can't yeah. assume things are going to be normal ever again, ever. I think just in general. <laughs> I saw um, a thread on Twitter that was like, let's just recap some of the more insane moments from the Trump presidency with like a series of photos. And the first one was him looking directly into the eclipse. Do you remember that? Yes, I saw that. <laughs> I saw like the whole thing. Like, when he took a sip from a very small bottle of water, and he's like... <laughs> uh, it's, yeah. Yeah, and then there was one with the McDonald's meal. Yes. All of the McDonald's food. The... And you're just like, this is... If anyone hasn't seen Idiocracy, the f... have you seen that? No. The movie, Idiocracy. Oh, you haven't? No, is it on Netflix? Oh. Oh, I don't even know where it is. You know what? But I am going to look that up. Um... It's a it's a pretty old film. It's um Did you used to show it in school, like in your class? No, it's much too inappropriate. But it's uh Luke Wilson is in it, Maya Rudolph is oh, in it. Oh, it's like Dax a Shepherd's in it. It's Terry not Cruz like a documentary. It. From, no, sorry. It's from two thousand six. It's okay. like a comedy but also like a futuristic sci fi thing. Um it's on Hulu. Okay. So I have Hulu. Everyone go watch it on Hulu. Um but it's a lot of people throughout Trump's presidency have like cited it being like, this is too close to uh, (laughs) the truth. So yeah, Um, give that, give that a watch. We can talk, talk about that. Speaking of film and television, um, Mm -hmm. I wanted to uh, talk about the flight attendant because Katie has finished it now. No spoilers. If you haven't watched it, um, but you should watch it. I highly recommend. Okay. Hot takes. What did you think? Did you like it? Oh yeah. No, I definitely liked it. Um, I thought that it was very well cast. Oh yeah. That was like like, the brother and the best friend. Did you watch girls on HBO? 
Yeah, Rosie Perez. Is that who you're talking about? Or oh, you're talking about Zoza. Zoza Mamet. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, she's a Love really her. great actress. And yes. like I probably prefer her a little bit over Kaylee Cuoco, just like mm-hmm. generally, but I thought Kaylee Cuoco was really well cast. Like it was a really good showcase yeah. of her. I thought. Man, she can cry on a dime. I know. Like, I was <laughs> so impressed. So much. I know. Um, okay, I'm glad you watched it. I recently started watching, well, not recently, the new season of this show called Search Party came out. Have you watched that show? No, but I don't know. Joe and I were actually just talking about this but because we're, like, looking for a new show at the moment. Um, and I've heard really good things about it, but also I don't hear that much about it. So let me just give you like some background. So Search Party started on TBS and it wasn't the right network for it. So TBS Mm -hmm. decided to release like I think they'd released like three episodes at a time. Like they released it like more binge style. Mm -hmm. And I think it was on uh, TBS for two seasons. And then it moved to HBO Max for season yeah. three yeah. and now season four. I don't know why more like it's not more talked about because it really is a great show. And it's very okay. like I would say it's it has some similarities to the flight attendant, but it's a little bit more quirky. Um and John Early, do you know who that is? He's a comedian. He has like blonde hair. Um, yes. Wait, he is hysterical. Else. He is like, just like. Oh, he's on. Um, here's here's he's in a I ton of things. He is on the Netflix show The Characters, which okay. is like just a little one season thing, and each episode has a different um, comedian, and they do just a bunch of different characters. Yeah, and he had an. I just watched his episode like last week. Yeah, I like him a lot. He's hilarious, and he's just like so like you love to hate him in the show he's just like so vapid and like so self-involved and that's like a lot of a lot of the like the four main characters are all very like Mm self-involved but you do like they're they still have lovable qualities because you can tell that they care about each other so there is like some redeeming stuff that makes you want to keep watching um, so I, I really recommend it. The episodes are only like 20, 25 minutes long. So it's very like consumable. Oh, wait, that's actually perfect because that is the kind of show that we are looking for. Okay. I, you should really watch go, it. I'm going to go have a conversation with, <laughs> with Joe. About um, watch, about I also, it. I also started watching, um, Zoe's Infinite Playlist. I think you would oh, really like that. No, I watch already it? watched it because my <laughs> family, like my mom and my little brother were super into it uh, and they kept recommending it to me. And so I finally watched it, I don't know, like over the summer, I think. Honestly, who knows? It could have been the fall. Everything <laughs> is a blur. Um, Time is a construct. <laughs> but no, I did watch it. And yeah, I super cute. So the first super cute. two episodes yeah. of season two are out now. Did you know that? <gasps> no. So that's what I watched Linda, last night. Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> um, I think it just February or I'm sorry, January fifth is when they okay released. So relatively new, but 
really good. The music is just like so lovely. I love the songs mm-hmm. that they pick. Um, they do a <laughs> they in the um, first episode they do a song from Hello Dolly. And I was like, when I was listening to it, I was like, man, I know this musical. Like, obviously, it's an iconic musical. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I really have no idea what it's about. So I Googled it. Did you know what Hello, Dolly is about? Yeah. Have you? You can watch the movie. I don't think I've ever seen, seen the, the movie? movie. No. Oh, you should watch it. Maybe I'll it do that is... today. I have today off work. Maybe that that's a good activity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is just a bundle of fun. And it's uh, Babs. Yes, of course, of course, iconic. Um, So Skylar Astin is in Mm -hmm. Zoe's Infinite Playlist, and I actually watched a movie with him in it yesterday. What movie? Hamlet 2. Have you seen Hamlet (laughs) 2? Okay, anytime. Okay, this reaction that Katie is giving me is the reaction that I get from every single person when I ask if they've seen Hamlet 2. It came out Wait, in like... Wait, it's from 2008? Yes, it came out in 2008. Oh my God, Steve Coogan. It's like ridiculous and amazing. It's on Peacock. You can watch it for free on Peacock. It has like okay, commercials. Okay. But I watched it last night. And like it is one of my favorite movies of all time. I would say it has like some... Napoleon Dynamite vibes a little bit to I, Okay, it. here's the thing. I think I have actually seen this, but I think I watched it in, like, high school, and so that is a whole You should definitely watch life it again. Away from it's me. not... I wonder if Joe's seen it. I'm going to ask him. Um, But, like, Elizabeth Shue is in it, and mm-hmm. uh, um, Amy Poehler Amy is in it. Yeah. Um, And Catherine... Keener, Keener. yeah, mm-hmm. and David Arquette is in it too. It has like a bunch of great actors, and it's fucking ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous. Uh, Steve Coogan is a drama teacher in Tucson, and they're trying to get rid of drama, so he decides the only way to save it is to write the sequel to Hamlet. <laughs> okay, I have definitely seen. I have definitely okay. seen this movie, Good. but I don't fully remember it enough uh to not watch it again so yeah you should definitely watch it again and I think Joe would really like it too it's just ridiculous um also things that I did this weekend um I bought red lentil pasta have you tried this no I have not okay it's pretty good I think I like it better than chickpea pasta um, okay. It tastes less like beans. Like it tastes a little bit more neutral. <laughs> um, but I made like, I like cut up some garlic and shallots and put like tomato sauce and pesto on it. And I also did this trick that I learned about on TikTok that my dad was like, yeah, I've been doing that for years. You put spinach in the spaghetti strainer and you pour the water over it and it cooks the spinach when you strain the pasta. So then it's like... Wait, that's not where I thought you were going with this. Oh, yeah. So then I took the wilted spinach and I threw it in the sauce and it was like already... It was just like good to go. I didn't have to do literally anything to it. The pasta water cooked it and like flavored it a little bit because it was like salted. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy? 
very fun. Do you feel like your whole life has been a lie? Like, why didn't I know about this? Yeah, <laughs> really. I'm going to need a do-over. Everyone, let's roll roll the tape back. Um. <laughs> um, oh, I got a new sweater. I'm wearing it right now. She is currently wearing <clears throat> it. It's from... It's, I feel like this is a little embarrassing to say, but it's actually it's from HSN. Um, but I didn't home shopping network, but I oh, didn't okay. buy it like during. <laughs> I wasn't like didn't like watch. It and wasn't call three a.m. No, um, it was probably maybe like midnight. Um, but uh, this girl that I follow on Instagram, she has like a workout line with hsn and i saw this sweater and i was like i gotta have it it's rainbow it's like a thing oh okay one more thing that i did this weekend okay have you ever been on nuts.com no i certainly have not okay well you're missing out it's basically just you can just buy like bulk like nuts and dried fruit and snacks Mm -hmm. and they have like great snacks And I do this thing, I did this probably like two or three years ago, is that I got drunk and I bought like $50 worth of snacks from nuts.com. And Mm -hmm. on Saturday, I did the same thing. I I had been holding out for a while. Um, So those haven't come in yet, but I'll do a full review when I do get them. Okay, very exciting. Um, I believe we have some ladies of the week, right? Yes, we do. Ladies of the week. Hold on. Let me find the article that I am reading from. All right. Um, so here's the headline. These are ladies of the week because they're doing great things. An all-female team <clears throat> delivered COVID-19 vaccines by snowmobile in the <coughs> harshest of conditions in rural Alaska. Like, wow. That's some it's, Balto um, vibes right there. Big Balto vibes yes. is all I have to say. <laughs> so it was four women, one pharmacist, a doctor, and two nurses um they in one day they traveled by plane sled and snowmobile to deliver this vaccine to people across uh rural northern alaska um they're in like you know sub-zero temperatures there's very little daylight um but that's what they did i'm trying to find the actual uh names so we have meredith dean She's a 25-year-old pharmacist from Tennessee. She was one of them. Um, We've also got Dr. Katrine Bengard and Heather Kennison, who is a nurse. And looking for the fourth person, the other nurse. James Austin V, I guess is her name. Okay, so those are our four ladies of the week now I haven't been to Alaska you've you've been to Alaska yes I have my brother and sister-in-law live in Anchorage and I went in the summer like in August so it was like very lovely not scary not cold at that time but every time I've zoomed with my (laughs) brother and his wife they'll like show us outside and it's just like snow it's just like 
the snow doesn't melt because it doesn't get warm enough. So then it's just snow stays on the ground all the time. Fun. Um. <laughs> you know. Um, but they like, I mean, it's really, really beautiful. And Anchorage is like a really cool city. I feel like um, if I were going to live in Alaska, that's where I would want to be probably. That is really amazing. I Kudos to yeah, them. Yeah, truly. Big time. Um, well, do you have anything else that you'd like to discuss before we introduce our really incredible, amazing guest for this week? Um, yes, I do oh. have one more thing. <laughs> oh. Okay, so this... Oh, go ahead. Wait, what? No, you go ahead. <laughs> I just wanted to give everyone an update. I saw another perfume commercial, and oh, this God. one, <laughs> this one was Marion... Cotillard? Cotillard? Is that how you yes, say your name? from Batman and Inception. Yeah. And probably other things. She but. was dancing on, like, Mars or on the moon, like, ballroom <laughs> dancing. And I was like, okay, you know what? Running through a field or, like, being in Europe, like, fine. But, like, this isn't even possible. They weren't even wearing helmets. Like, they would be dead. Okay, that's it. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just pissed. Like, come on. Like, make me a perfume commercial like how you make um, insurance commercials. That's what I want to see. That's. Okay, so actually, just real quick, speaking of insurance commercials, because um, have you seen the new progressive, I think it's progressive, ones that are like, don't be like your parents, and it's like they're at the hardware store, and they're like, don't comment, don't comment, don't comment. And the and then one of the people's like, his hair's blue. Like, he can't. Stop. Have you seen that one? I haven't seen that one, but I, I saw the one where she's, like, with her parents at their home. And that actress is playing the mom and dad. Is that how mm-hmm. it is? It's, um, no. Oh. No, it's different. Okay. But these <clears throat> are very funny. But I was just thinking, like, insurance commercials are always so funny. And now it's like, I think we already talked about this, but... It feels like they're just sketches, but with product placement. And the product is insurance policy. A hundred percent. Because they straight up just will like insert a little line about an insurance policy. And then that's all that they say about it. (laughs) Nothing else is related. Um, But I like it. Speaking of insurance. Okay. I was in a a car accident like a a month ago, maybe. I'm fine. No one else was. It was just me. No big deal. Um, But. I got like a bunch of calls from State Farm because that's who my car insurance is through. And like the third person that called me was like making sure that I wasn't injured. And he was like, hi, my name's Jake from State Farm. (laughs) And it took like every bone in my body to not be like, oh, my God, Jake from State Farm. And I was like, I don't want to piss this guy off. (laughs) Like I was like, I'm sure he gets it all the time. It was, like, right around Christmas, too. I was, like, I'm not uh-huh. trying to, like, ruin this guy's Christmas. Okay, but here's the thing. If your name is Jake and you work for Wouldn't State Wouldn't you just Farm, go by like, Jacob or, like, the, yes, or yes. Jay? Like, wouldn't you just, like, switch it up a little? I, I would, would truly, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I just needed to say that. Okay, what was your thing? Now that oh, we've really I just gotten... wanted to say uh, this Friday is two special events involving the same person. It is my boyfriend Joe Bates's birthday on Thir- Friday. 35? 
35. 35. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Um, but more importantly, <laughs> it is his uh, album release for his very first ever stand-up comedy album. Um, it's a great album. I was there for the recording, so I know exactly how it went. Um, I am referenced multiple times uh, on the album, not by name, but by the term girlfriend. So uh, that's me. That's me. (laughs) But it's out for pre-sale now, and you can get that on um, Apple, like iTunes, Apple Music, whatever that is, and then also Amazon Music as well. Um, So you can buy it there, and there's like tracks that are already available for pre so if you buy it before the release which is on friday but if you buy it this week you get to hear those tracks and it's like very fun and a good album so please buy it because he pays for most of the food that i ordered <laughs> to the house so <laughs> yeah that's really exciting congratulations joe um I'm sure it will be great. I will definitely give it a listen. And everyone else should Oh, it's too. called... Thank you. It's called Joe Bates, Joe Bates, Joe Bates by Joe Bates. Of course it is. Bates is spelled like uh, Bates Motel. Yes. Okay. Like rebate. <laughs> yes. Okay. Go without the re. <laughs> Replace Joe with re. Yeah. Got Replace it. re with Joe and then you have... <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Well, uh, without further ado, let's introduce our guest for this week. Uh, yeah. We um, interviewed Dr. Caroline Johnson. Uh, I've known Caroline for a long time. She's so lovely, really super intelligent. She is a neuroscientist, and we talk about her uh, really interesting research and Um, Caroline provided a list of books and some podcasts and websites that um, we'll probably add to like the Spotify description and on social media as well. So you guys Mm -hmm. can check those resources out. Uh, Please enjoy. Hello, Katie, and our very special guest, Dr. Caroline Johnson. Uh, We are so excited to have her with us. Um, So before we get into our interview questions, Katie uh, has come up with some brain teasers for us to like kick off this episode. So, Caroline, maybe you and I can, like, join forces together. I don't know that I want to compete against you. (laughs) Joining forces is great. (laughs) Um, You got some some toughies for us, Katie? Oh, yeah. Uh, I just want to clarify, because Aurelia said that I came up with brain teasers. We all know that is not true. (laughs) These are not from my brain. From the internet. From the internet. internet And... (laughs) I should get zero credit other than my ability to Google the words brain teasers. Um, just <laughs> want to throw that out there so no one is thinking otherwise. Uh, okay, so I have a, a whole list, but I tried to pick out just just a few. Um, and I'll be honest, 
if I didn't have the answers in front of me, I don't know that I would get these, but I'm also terrible at brain teasers. So that's my disclaimer. Okay. <clears throat> Here is the first one. A man pushes his car to a hotel and tells the owner he's bankrupt. Why? Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Maybe I should have started with a different one. <laughs> okay. Um, a man pushes his car so that the guy doesn't tow his car. I feel like that's like too logical. That can't <laughs> So wait, okay, wait, repeat it one more time. Okay. A man pushes his car to a hotel and tells the owner he's bankrupt. Why? Because hmm. he lives in his car. Yeah, I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the answer, he's playing Monopoly. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> I know. That one, yeah, that one was silly. Um, okay, here is the next one. <clears throat> you are in a room that has three switches and a closed door. The switches control three light bulbs on the other side of the door. Once you open the door, you may never touch the switches again. How can you definitively tell which switch is connected to each of the light bulbs? Wait, I think I might have an idea, but say it one more time. <laughs> I know, I know. Lot. You're in a room that has three switches and a closed door. The switches control three light bulbs on the other side of the door. Once you open the door, you may never touch the light, the switches again. How can you definitively tell which switch is connected to each of the light bulbs? Hmm. Uh, uh, look through the window. Is it, you didn't say there weren't any windows, right? <laughs> I did not say there were any windows. And so wait, so it's once you, once you, was it open the door or close the door? Once you open the door, you can't touch the switches again. Oh, okay. Can you look under the door? I mean, I guess you can. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that you can see the light switches from there or the light bulbs from there. Oh, you just see the light like turning on and off. Oh, you wouldn't know where it's coming from, right? Mm hmm. <sighs> hmm. Let's see. I'm like tempted to just like Google the answer and be like, oh, Katie, I know. <laughs> I will say this in... one, I was like, no idea. If you have two up and one down, oh, no, that wouldn't, because then you wouldn't know which one was which. <laughs> oh boy, here goes all my credibility as a brain. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think yeah, anyone but... really associates brain teasers with neuroscience. <laughs> yeah. Wait, do you guys do um, you guys want me to give you a hint? Because maybe I could do that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Is there any way you can tell that a light was on without seeing it? Oh, like you can hear it. Like oh, the, you can feel it if it's hot. Uh, Caroline's probably right. <laughs> okay. So we could, 
see, it's either going to be turning on one or two, changing one or two of the switches and then feeling the light bulbs on the other side. But what do you, what do you, one or two, Aurelia, what do you think is our, our answer? Two. Okay, <laughs> let's go with two. Okay, okay. so yeah. You're like on the right track. So here's the answer. You turn on the first two switches, leave them on for like five minutes, turn one off, and then you open the door and you go out and you can see whichever light switch was still turned on, the light should be on. The one that was turned on and turned off, it should be hot. And then the other one is cold because it was never turned on. Genius. I, I still feel like there could be a window. So. <laughs> Like a hole through the, the wall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, wait. I like this one. A man stands on one side of a river, his dog on the other. The man calls his dog, who immediately crosses the river without getting wet and without using a bridge or a boat. How did the dog do it? I think I've heard this one before. But I don't. <laughs> did, he, did he perhaps jump on stones is that is that an answer or does that count as a bridge i think that counts as a bridge say it, say it one more time okay a man stands on one side of a river his dog on the other the man calls his dog who immediately crosses the river without getting wet and without using a bridge or a boat how did the dog do it Hmm. Well, rivers are, are big. They're not like creeks. So he couldn't jump over it. Right. Okay. So he's not, he's not jumping. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Hear me out. It's 2021. Animals have jetpacks now. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I've definitely heard this and it's really bothering me that I can't. <laughs> I was so ready for this one to be the one like, oh, you've got three things going back and forth. And I was like, yes, I can do it. And <laughs> Okay, Katie, why don't you just tell us? Okay, the answer, the river is frozen. Oh my goodness. Oh, so simple. Oh, and I just can't get them. <laughs> but rain teasers. Okay, we could, you want to do like one more? Yeah, put, let's do one more. <laughs> Maybe okay. we'll get there. Probably not. Um, let's do this one. A man is looking at a photograph of someone. His friend asks who it is. The man replies, brothers and sisters, I have none. But that man's father is my father's son. Who was in the photograph? That man's grandfather. Yeah. That man's father. Yeah. yeah. Is my father's own... son. That man's father is my father's son. Wait, did I say that right? That man's father is my father's son. Mm -hmm. Is it himself? Oh, oh, is that right, Katie? No. <laughs> I got it backwards. I need to like write these down. I'm not gonna write <laughs> Here, okay, I'll, I'll repeat the little phrase that he gets. Mm -hmm. He says, brothers and sisters, I have none, but that man's father is my father's son. 
The man in the picture's father. Mm -hmm. Is his father's son. But he has no brothers. It's a picture of the son. No. (laughs) (laughs) S-U-N. I knew what you meant. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think we should get some creativity points at least. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't know. Caroline, do you have any guesses? Is it like his step? I was going to say stepbrother, but that would count probably as a brother, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. That man's father is my father's son. I don't know. I don't know. Grandfather? No, that's not correct. <laughs> the picture mm-hmm. is of his own son. Because his son's father is him mm-hmm. his father's son uh, is him that makes sense <sighs> so, so, so we're close so aurelia kind of was right <laughs> yeah fine i meant to say s-o-n not s-u-n yeah even though you were very <laughs> deliberate about spelling it for us uh the other <laughs> okay let's fine. let's be done with brain teasers <laughs> Those are so hard. I, I don't know. So, Caroline, uh, every episode, we always ask our guests the same first question, which is, what did you want to be when you grew up? And what do you do now? Well, you know, it changed a bunch when I grew up. But I think what I wanted to be initially was a veterinarian, right? So... I wanted to be a vet until I was, I think maybe 15 or 16. Um, And then I realized I would never be able to put anyone's animal to sleep. So I gave up on that dream. And my current job then is a neuroscientist with a specialty in neuroendocrinology. Very cool. And what is endocrinology? (laughs) And also what is neuroscience? (laughs) Great. Okay. So neuro, neuroendocrinology is the study of hormones in the brain. And so how all of our hormones, um, you know, everything from our stress hormones to estrogen to, um, oh, you know, any, anything like that, how those both affect the brain and how they um, are controlled by the brain. And so that is a subset of neuroscience, which is just honestly, generally, anything that has to do with the brain at all. So that could be neurobiology, that could include psychology, um, it includes anything very, very wide ranging that has anything to do with the brain whatsoever. So that is that is what I do. Okay, so with neuroscience, is that like an umbrella that also covers like neuro, like surgery and neurology and other neuro words that I've heard before? Yes and no. So those are kind of, they're kind of like Venn diagrams, I guess. Every neurologist and neurosurgeon, um, et cetera, has taken neuroscience courses. But as, as a neurosurgeon or, or, or neurologist who works with humans, they're more on the medical side. So they have special training that is more focused on the clinical aspect. And neuroscience as a whole 
encompasses a lot of the the basic very very basic science so that's that's the difference between those two okay cool so, that makes sense yeah so what uh drew you to neuroscience what sort of sparked your interest in it it was a total accident <laughs> i it was i started off actually started off in college as an engineer and could not do it i cannot do math for the life of me. So I switched radically into psychology, totally just wanted to be an actual psychologist. And I had to take an elective course that just so happened to be intro to neuroscience. And I think about halfway through the semester, I was like, this is really cool. I just wanna take one more class and then another class. And then by that point I had accrued enough to be like, well, this can be my major, I guess. And then I just, I fell into it after I was like, well, this is really cool. I just want to see what one more is like. And then, you know, now I want to go work in a lab and see what that is like. And now 10 years later, here I am. <laughs> Definitely. So, go ahead, Katie. Oh, I was just going to ask, um, what, what is maybe like a typical path that someone might take to get into neuroscience or to be a neuroscientist? Um, or are there like multiple routes for people? Um, just if anyone is like thinking maybe they want to go into it, what, what should they be doing? It is. So when I first started, it was kind of like a, a hodgepodge of classes. It wasn't it wasn't even technically a major, it was like a, a concentration. But I guess I got in at the very beginning of this kind of boom in neuroscience. And now, now it is a recognized major across most, um, most universities, whether it be the smaller ones, the bigger ones, like probably even community colleges. It is now such a wide ranging field that anybody who is interested can can just take classes and if you're in college you can consider it a major if you're looking to college um, you know think about taking those classes if you're past it there are so many online courses now on things like edX and Coursera that it's it's very very accessible to anybody who wants to um, pursue it at this point and uh you have a PhD, congratulations, that's amazing. Um, how long did it take you to get your PhD? What's that process like? Well, I don't, I don't wanna scare anyone, but it was, <laughs> it was long, it was a very, it, uh, my, my course was six years and that's pretty typical anymore unless you are just you know, working your ass off. But I mean, I already was, so that's to say you if you do it in less you're really you're really kicking it into gear but it is it is a long process and anyone anyone truly can do it if you are dedicated i you know i've never thought that you know oh, only a certain type of person can do it really if you if you're interested in it and you have the dedication um you can do it but the way it works in the us typically is you apply to a program and if you apply and are accepted to a PhD program, you get a stipend. So you're not taking out student loans for this program. The first couple of years, whether it's one, two or three, depends on the program, um, is pretty heavy in classes. So you just take more in-depth courses and you learn kind of all the things you didn't learn 
uh, in any other school. And then from there, the remainder of your time is purely research. So you're not taking classes. It, it feels like a job at that point. You go in to a lab or a lot of it now is um, computer oriented. So you, you know, you'll do modeling and data, et cetera. Uh, but you'll do that kind of as your full-time job for the next you know, two to three to four years. So that's, that's kind of the process of getting a PhD, at least in the United States. Okay, cool. What are, so what are you doing now? Like, are you mostly doing research? Are you teaching at all or both? I don't know. At, at this moment, I am only doing research. I'm purely doing research. So I'm in a, a position called postdoctoral fellow or scholar or associate. Um, but the postdoc part is, is the, the important part. So you're in kind of a transitional phase where you're doing mostly research. There are teaching opportunities, particularly if you're associated with a university, but this position is available at um, hospitals, it's available at private research companies, so it's everywhere. But I primarily am doing, you know, five to seven days a week of peer research. So that's, that's it. <laughs> and what kind of research are you doing right now? Like what, what are you studying? So right now, the lab that I am in and have been oh, I'm coming up on almost five years now in this position is, so we study reproductive neuroendocrinology. So we, and we focus on females. So we're looking at how estrogen works in the brain to um, control any number of reproductively relevant behaviors. So um, I focus on neuroanatomy and the circuits involved in um, actual like reproduction. My coworker works on how estrogen um, is involved in puberty. And we have, we've previously looked in the past on, on anything from infertility to hot flashes, um, anything that estrogen controls in the brain, we look at. All right. Is there anything that like we should know? Most of our listeners are women. I will say that. So <laughs> there's anything that we really need to know about our brains, please tell us. So our, our brains are, are very good at regulating hormones. So in the day-to-day, -day, we're, all, we're all fine. The one thing I would probably plug for in terms of this is to avoid something called, they're called endocrine disrupting compounds. So EDCs, like, like BPA, bisphenol A, I think has had its kind of moment in the sun in the last couple of years, where you'll see a lot of products saying, we don't use BPA in our liners. So that's something that is pretty important to avoid because it just messes with, with your whole endocrine system, particularly um, estrogenic systems in women. So, and a lot of that can, or is at least speculated to be involved in infertility. So my plug would be stay away from BPA. Interesting. Okay. Good to know. BPA, get out of here. Um, <laughs> So uh, we did look at your resume and um, I didn't know if there were any presentations that you gave uh, or, or research you've done in the past um, that you <clears throat> like really enjoyed or uh, discovered anything interesting from? So 
let's see my most recent my most recent thing that I'm pretty proud of and pretty excited about is um, I've been looking at how the one of the opioid receptors in the brain controls or, or is at least um, part of reproduction in females. So that was a pretty cool project that I was doing. And so I work primarily in mice and in rats. So some of this isn't directly relevant to humans yet, but it's kind of setting the foundation for, you know, in 10 to 20 to 50 years to be relevant. So what I've been doing with this particular project is it's kind of like magic. It really is. You you inject a virus into a mouse's brain into very specific cells. And so these are these are transgenic mice and I don't understand genetics nearly enough. So that's where I'll end with that. They're special mice and you inject a virus into their brain and when you and then you 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 put a, a cannula in and you plug a laser light into it basically. So they got little guys sticking out of their head and you plug a cable into it. And then when I turn this light on, it stops these, um, or it's, it starts the receptor signaling in opioid receptors. So I turn something on, it activates this opioid circuit and that stops them from performing reproductive behavior. So that was something I thought was really cool. By just using light, I can just, by turning it on, manipulate opioids and opioid-like release from cells in the brain and see an actual effect on behavior. So that was something that was really cool that I thought I had just done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We're like, what? Appropriate response. Man. Um, so uh what do you want to continue on in doing research or do you have like a future path that you want to go towards uh within neuroscience or within the research that you're doing now? I do, I do. So I, I actually have recently accepted a new position, still a postdoctoral position. So I'm kind of moving up and over um, at the University of Minnesota. So I'm continuing doing research. I will be looking at the estrogen influences on drug addiction, which is a little more relevant now than what I, what I have been doing. So my goal, well, I guess the end, end goal isn't totally clear, but I am continuing in neuroscience and you know, uh, one of the main pathways of, of the career that I'm on is to eventually become a professor wherever it's a, if it's a small teaching school or a research school. Um, so that's something that I'm still um, entertaining so that I'm on the, I'm on the road to maybe being a professor. Wow. So when do you move to Minnesota? Cause you're living in California now, right? So <laughs> yeah, it's going to be different. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in Los Angeles right now, and it was 80 degrees today in mid-January, and I luckily won't be moving to Minnesota until June, end of May, early June, so I get to see the summer before I get to see the devastating cold. <laughs> that's like a nice, you can like ease into it mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. It'll be, I'll, I'll be able to kind of like go through the fall, get acclimated to having weather again, and, right. and then really just bundle up for like six months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so just in uh, general, how do you feel about the direction that neuroscience is going in these days? I know you talked about that it's more prevalent now, but are there, is there anything else like interesting going on? Yeah, it is. You know, I feel really good about the direction the field as a whole is taking it just just looking at the the technological advances over the last five to 10 years is mind blowing um, the things they're able to do now I mean what I'm doing by you know turning on lights and controlling actual behaviors and I'm not sure if, if you've heard of CRISPR which is gene editing so they can go in and just change genes and it's it's a really promising um, outlook for diseases so disease cures would that be like the BRCA gene you could like get rid of theoretically that would be one of them that's yeah, like the only one. one that I know <laughs> that's <laughs> one of the only the ones I know too. because of the bull type right because of the bull <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny yeah, yeah. Theoretically, that would be one that they would be able to manipulate however they wanted. And so that would be a really great thing for dealing with breast cancers. So that, you know, and that only has come out in the last handful of years. And so seeing just the advances gives me so much hope for the, for humanity and for fixing diseases. Um, and another thing I really, really liked is just how um, interdisciplinary the field is now you can't you can't just hold yourself up in a lab and do a project you now you need to take into account psychologists and physicists and doctors and it really really paints the picture of a human as a whole rather than just one little piece like oh we're looking at this one piece of the puzzle but now we're really able to integrate it with with everything that makes humans humans so I'm very, I'm very optimistic about the field. Oh, that's great to hear <laughs> as people who don't know anything about it, but we're glad it's uh, trending positively. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if you will have an answer to this. So if feel free to uh, <laughs> tell me you don't, but what are maybe like the demographics of neuroscience right now? Like, are there many women in the field or is that still maybe needs need some work? So it, it depends on when you look at things like subfields, which, so I, my subfield is neurobiology. And I think this is actually true for most biological sciences that they actually skew more towards female dominated. So in my own just personal you know, anecdotal experience, all of my labs, I've been in three labs now, they've all been predominantly women. So it's, you know, it's been really fantastic. It's really great to see, especially, I mean, especially my field now being neuroendocrinology, it's huge in, well, what about estrogen, which is so mm -hmm. great because you see it left out everywhere. So there are, there are several um, disciplines within neuroscience that are, that are heavily female and it's, it's really cool to see. And then there's things on the flip side, like, like the computational neuroscience tends to be more male biased because it's just computers and coding and that still seems to attract more men, whether that's 
inherent or or the culture or you know what the reason is i'm not really sure but it does seem to be a really really good mix of um, male and female in neuroscience and there are so many supportive organizations for women in neuroscience so within our community as a whole there's always several several groups that are devoted to um, women in science, women in neuroscience, um, however, however that may be. So yeah, it's a very, it's a very positive field for women, in my opinion. That's great. Uh, yeah, um, our, my next question was going to be, do you have any advice for women um, starting out in STEM? Because it is, uh, you know, traditionally a more male dominated field. My advice would be, this is going to sound cheesy, but truly believe, believe in yourself. Like there are going to be so many times when, when people, whether that be men or just people in general, may try to second guess you or make you second guess yourself. And I know a lot of times as, as women, we, we want to not rock the boat, right? We want to just go along with it. So if somebody tells you you're wrong, oftentimes, at least in my experience, it was like, oh, maybe they're right. Maybe I am wrong. But there's that little voice in the back of your head that's like, no, I know what I'm doing. Like, I'm not, I'm not wrong. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my, my advice really is to believe in yourself and speak up when things are not okay. Cause you, we can't, we can't allow that to happen. Sometimes it's so much easier to just you know, brush it away and say, oh, I'm being treated unfairly. And you know, I've, I'm sure we've all been in these situations. So, and it's the same thing in science though. Make sure that, that somebody hears you because it won't, it won't get better if we all just kind of keep our mouths shut, which is a lot easier to say than to do. I'm, I'm fully aware, but yeah, I would say overall, it's a great field, supportive field for women um, as long as we are looking out for each other and looking out for ourselves. Yes. That's awesome. I love that, Caroline. <laughs> I love hearing that it's like there are so many women in neuroscience just because uh, I don't I don't know if people like say this to you a lot, a lot, but neuroscience feels very um, intimidating as a discipline. People are like, you're a brain scientist like that's you know <laughs> that's pretty far up there um and i yeah i think it could maybe deter people but from what you're saying it sounds like everyone should go be a neuroscientist i mean i think so but i'm very <laughs> biased. Um, yeah no it's it's great i mean there is i think things are changing now if you if you walked into any department you still probably would see an overwhelming majority of let's be honest, white male, older men, like professors, but that is, that is changing as, as they're kind of aging out. So I, I, the future of neuroscience is female, just like the future is female. So yeah, I think no one should really be that intimidated. I know it, it does come off as very intimidating and inaccessible, um, but really I, I don't, think anyone is incapable it's just whether you want to do it or not everything everything can make sense if you 
you know, if you take the time for it. So I think everyone's totally capable of doing this. Awesome. Uh, before we go, do you have any like resources, books, podcasts, websites, anything um, that you would recommend to someone maybe wanting to dip their toe in the into neuroscience, even just you know for for personal interest? Let's see if you if you want to look kind of more on what's going on in the field and kind of get a, a little a little peek of how it actually is. A good resource is our kind of um, community, the, the professional organization as a whole, which is called the Society for Neuroscience, which is a website, um, SFN, I think it's .org. Um, so you, you can go there and look at kind of the state of the field in very accessible terms. And they have resources, they have resources that are available for people who are not neuroscientists themselves. So it's a little even more accessible than that. Um, so that's a good, a good place that I would start. Um, something, a podcast that I really like that is, you know, it's maybe not the science part, but more the psychology part of neuroscience is NPR's Hidden Brain. I think that's really fascinating. They talk about, they, they make it human. They make it something you want to listen to, because I know a problem with neuroscience is it's very lofty and jargony and it's it's very difficult it's difficult for people to get excited about the way estrogen signals in a cell like that's not it's not exciting but when you can put this to a human face that's something that's exciting so npr's hidden brain i listen to a lot um there's a handful of of like popular science books that i i have on my bookshelf that i don't have with me right now um, I can send those to you if you have like links for your listeners. Um, but there's a couple that are just just very good at making things just so easy to understand. And, and they truly are just kind of popular science. So there's not really jargon in it. Um, so I'll send those to you. But but yeah, those are those are some places that I would start. Society for Neuroscience and Hidden Brain are two good ones. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, Caroline. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely link those when we promote the episode. Um, we so appreciate having you. It's been so lovely. I learned so much. Yes, really. Um, yeah, I really appreciate you joining us. And just a fun fact, I've known Caroline, we, we talked about this before we started recording, since we were in fourth grade, we think. We'll need Abby Hole probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that to weigh in fact fact track for us yes awesome. thank you so much caroline we'll talk to you later you're so welcome thank you so much for having me today this was so much fun absolutely thanks for listening to girls just wanna if you've made it this far we consider you a close and personal friend so we hope you'll subscribe and please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And follow us at GJW Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye.